back, everybody, to the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. Glad to have you guys back with me again, and let's go ahead and get started with today's topic. Today, I want to talk to you guys about the importance of sleep and what it's done for me and what it can do for you. So when it comes to sleep, I feel like it's something that's very overlooked in today's society, especially with all the distractions, all the noise, and everything that we can do. And given the fact that we're kind of nearing, hopefully, the end of a pandemic, we're looking at a lot of potential to go out, to socialize, to be around a lot of people who we might not have seen for, what, a year and a half, almost two years now. With that being said, sleep to me is probably the thing that I need most, yet don't want to dedicate the time that I do. Um, I'd say I would try to get around eight and a half. That's what I, that's what I strive for with a consistent sleep schedule. And, you know, something that I'm going to start right off the bat with is that it's not about how long you sleep. It's about the quality of that sleep, because you could lay in your bed for 10 hours, be on your phone, have not had proper hydration or nutrition that day, and you'll wake up the next morning feeling like you had two hours of sleep. If you sleep seven hours, and that's quality deep sleep, where you kind of Right, relax before bed, said no to any blue lights, had a good exercise or workout that day, you're gonna find that that sleep's gonna be so much better even if, it, if it's not that long of time. So the main thing is that sleep is not one size fits all. You're gonna have people that can sleep six hours, I wish that was me, and they'll feel great. They'll wake up rested and ready to take on the day. You'll have people on the other side, especially when you're talking about athletes and people that need to perform at their highest, who will need those nine hours of sleep. And so for me, the easiest way to test this is go a week without, um, without an alarm. Don't set an alarm and see what time you'll naturally wake up. And what I say to people is that usually in that first week, if you have not been getting the right amount of sleep, you're going to find that you're going to oversleep a little bit. Your body's kind of canceling out the sleep debt. And then after that first week, it's really going to like tell you, hey, this is how much I need. This is what like to recover for the next day. And what's nice about it, too, is that once your body body gets in this rhythm, is that it doesn't matter if you have one mess up. If you go to bed at like three in the morning and you're used to waking up at six, You'll wake up at six and you really won't feel that bad because your body's so used to getting ready and getting prepped at that exact same time. So that's kind of like in terms of setting your sleep and really getting it practical and functional for your needs. And I mean, the benefits could go on for hours and hours. And straight off the gate, it's so much better for you to get that quality sleep because in exercise terms, you're going to perform better, you're going to feel better, you're going to do your best, you're going to give it all that you have in terms of work or studying, depending if you're a student or if you're in the, a career or if you're just working, you're going to have so much more energy to give, especially when it's something you're passionate about. You're really going to throw everything you have and you're going to want to do it. It's not, oh, I'm so tired to do all this stuff. Like You really have the energy to meet the day and to meet whatever is going on in your life. Um, and then again with sleep, that's when your body recovers. That's when your body says, let me take a second for my mind to relax and for my body to relax. So that, that way the next day, all that work that I put in, all that effort goes to something. 
I cannot stress enough that recovery is just as important as putting the work in. If you do not recover properly from putting the work in, you are going to burn out very quickly. You are not going to be this ultra productive person that can sleep three hours a night. That's not sustainable. And again, we've talked about sustainability and how important that is if you want to have long-term success. So with that being said, you have to find a pattern that's suitable for you. And that pattern has to involve a quality recovery period. If you are working all day, you need to get that sleep in. And you need to use other factors that are gonna help improve that sleep. If you stay hydrated during the day, your sleep quality just went up. You had an exercise, as long as it's not too close to bedtime, your sleep quality just went up. You have good vitamins with a good diet and eating proper macronutrients with your proteins and your carbs and your fats, sleep quality went up. These are just factors that affect the sleep. And again, we're, all we're doing here is becoming more efficient and effective in our lives so we can better serve others by being the best versions of ourselves. So what I say to you guys is that never neglect that importance of sleep. Never neglect how impactful it can be for you. And so kind of shifting away from this topic about sleep, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about stress and how it doesn't have to be your enemy and it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. So as far as psychologists look at it, there's usually two types of stress. And just in simple terms, there's good stress and there's bad stress. So the bad stress is one where you're getting these anxieties, you're nervous, right? And it's causing you to kind of underperform and also feel like there's this big weight on your shoulder. And a lot of people face this on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, pressure from their bosses, from their peers. There's a lot of different applications of it. And this stress is the one that like promotes high levels of cortisol, and that's a neurotransmitter, which does not help with a lot of things of your body, and that can also really hurt your sleep quality. You do not want to have high levels of stress. Um, and again, good sleep will also help you with that, so that's just another benefit of it. But with that bad stress, there's also a good stress, and that good stress is kind of putting your feet to the fire so where you feel like you have stuff that's going on and it's kind of like hanging over you, but it just kind of motivates you to keep going on that work. Like, as I've talked about to you guys before, there's a lot of stuff in the works in my life. And for me, I never feel that the stress that I have is a bad thing. And often I don't feel stressed at all. But at the same time, I know that if I stop the momentum that I have now, everything that I'm working for is going to completely collapse on me. But that idea doesn't scare me. That idea isn't frightening. And that goes to show that really stress can be controlled or it can control you. That decision's up to you. So with that being said, you got to identify, is this a healthy form of stress or is it a bad form of stress? Is the stress taking over your life? Is it the priority of life? Or is it something that is just a slight byproduct of all the work you're putting in? Because if it's a byproduct of the work you're putting in, you're exactly where you need to be. Life, again, begins when you're uncomfortable. You do not see growth if you are comfortable. If you were sitting down, doing the same thing you've been doing for the last 5, 10 years, there's no growth happening there. Exactly, that's the same thing as saying, 
it's the same thing you've been doing for the last five, 10 years. If you're sitting there reading something new, trying something different, testing your feet in a new career field. Yeah, that's stressful. That is highly stressful. And that's also where you're going to see growth. And until you put your feet in that water and really test out new territories, you're not going to experience this better kind of stress. And again, I'm going to be real and I don't think everyone's cut out for it. I really don't. Because the amount of stress that I sometimes deal with, even if I love it, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone else. But for me, I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. And again, that's where we talk. That's why we're different people. There's some of us who feel like we're made for that. We're made to never stop. Like the idea of retirement just doesn't make sense to us. And there are those who would willingly exchange time for money, live that life, and then be able to enjoy their last days without having to work. You are not lesser for choosing one or the other. It is just styles of living. So with that being said, no matter which way you lean, no matter which way you think is best for your life, pursuing and enjoying healthy stress is never a bad thing. But you have to remember, am I controlling my stress? Is it manageable or is it controlling me? Am I becoming something that I don't want to be or am I doing stuff that does not make me content? Don't confuse unhappiness with hard work. There are some things that will just not make you happy no matter how hard you try. And there are things that are difficult, but that's also what makes them worth doing. So you always have to remember, take a look, but be honest. Don't stray away from something because you're scared of the work or you're scared to actually try and maybe even succeed comparative to trying something that maybe you're not passionate about and then you're realizing, hey, this isn't for me. So with that being said, it's almost like this term of cut your losses, right? Don't pursue something that's not giving you a good return. But at the same time, don't give up at the first sign of hardship. And lastly, we're going to talk a little bit about time management and how important that is, especially if you're trying to seek growth. So a prime example is going to be my life right now. You know, as a student, there's academics to worry about first and foremost. And then after that, you know, we, I have athletics, I have my own personal kind of weight training that I go through, and then I have my passion projects. And then sometimes I'll also be working um, in order to bring extra income so I can um, fund these passion projects. So I cannot do all of these things if I'm not managing my time. If I'm disorganized, if I'm not prioritizing certain things, they don't work. It's not sustainable. And with that being said, as I add more and more things or as I dedicate more time to these things, I have to cut some things out. One of the main reasons that I don't use any social media isn't because I don't want to. It's because I know it can't be a priority because it just takes me away from stuff like this. Speaking on this podcast, speaking directly to you guys, knowing that I could just, as long as I help just one of you become that best version of yourself, that's everything to me. So I'm willing to put aside all these other smaller details, like social media and being on my phone all the time, in order to really pursue this and help you guys become the best version. 
and I see it in myself too. Speaking with you guys, all it does is reinforce it in me. This is a win-win scenario for both of us because you guys learn from this wealth of knowledge that that's not only mine, but it's from my peers, from mentors, from close friends and family that have really taught me things. And I feel that as we build this community, we can all learn from these things and become better. So with that being said, with time management, you have to find and create systems that work for you. When you put systems in place, you take away the element of willpower. You don't have to make the choice if you've already done it in the past. It's not, do I want to do this or do I want to do this? It's no, I just follow the routine. It becomes a habit that I don't even think about. And it makes it, it makes it even easier on you because then you spend that willpower doing the things that matter, making the harder choices that lead you to more growth. So with that time management, you know, for example, I use Google Calendar. I time block my day. If I have a class, that time is allotted for. If it's nine to 10, I don't have anything else going on. If I want to get deep work done, such as recording an episode of this or practicing an instrument or practicing, practicing a sport, that's allotted for. And no one else can disturb that time. Even my social time is too. If I'm going to go out with friends or do something, that time's allotted for because I also fully believe in living in the present. So if I'm going to go with friends, it's not, oh, I'm going to try to do some work while I'm there. It's no, I'm going out to enjoy my time. I don't get a lot of it. So let's enjoy the most of it. So with that time management, it's almost like you cut unnecessary things to be more purposeful with your time. So each minute really does count. That's going to do it for me today, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. And again, I really appreciate all the support you guys give me. Take care.